America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me for another incredible session of the African Father in America podcast. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. And uh, I have a really special guest here with me today, uh, my wonderful sister, uh, podcaster, artist, you know, e- extraordinary, uh, you know, Kiden is right here with me. Kiden, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing really great and very thankful. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much. And also, I am joined here by my wonderful brother, uh, who is joining us from Clubhouse. Kiden and I are live on YouTube. And if you have a second, you should join us there. Jared, how are you doing today? Good. How's the background sound? Just let me know. Uh, it's okay. It sounds good. But I do know that you are somewhere where there are some people in the background. There's, there's life behind you. So that's all good. Uh, so thank you again for being here. I see Latanja. I also see that we've been joined by Cubs. And uh, Brainy has joined us. Uh, this is great. Of course, Tioma has joined us here. And I see Amy and so many of you are here with us for today's episode of the African Father in America podcast. This is episode 309. And remember, we are taking a break from Monday until January 2nd. So uh, this is a really, really special conversation that, uh, you know, today's conversation is incredible because I'm, in, you know, I'm interviewing someone that I feel like we are family with, you know, someone that I feel that, uh, you know, deserves a seat at the table. <laughs> anyway, so the way the show today is going to go is we are going to dissect today's proverb from Zimbabwe. Uh, and I'm going to share the three nuggets of wisdom. And then um, after that, we are going to dive into, uh, you know, just listening to what Kiden has to say about this proverb. We listen to Kiden's story. You know, everybody uh, has uh, something that drives them. And I love going back to what is it that happened in your childhood that drives who you are today, whether you're an artist, entrepreneur. And then we will go into the current projects that uh, Kiden is really, really proud of. What is it that Kiden is working on that uh, she wants you to know? And then finally, you learn how to stay connected with Kiden and also to support the amazing work she's doing. But before we start all of that, I want to uh, go first of all to uh, Jared and then Lavender briefly and talk about the One Vibe experience uh, trip that we are planning to Kisumu, Kenya, uh, and also many other parts of Kenya. Uh, and we want you guys to travel together with us February 1st to 10th. Uh, Jared, do you want to just jump in and speak about that and let everybody know how they can uh, be involved? Yeah, so I just added the link to the top. Um, and it's going to be an amazing 10-day experience. If you click the link at the top and you walk, look at the itinerary planned out and curated, where we're going to be really getting deep into the culture of Kenya understanding the history of the tribes, understanding what it's like to be with a local, like to be a local in Kenya, uh, food, nightlife, um, you know, music, beaches, um, 
And, you know, more importantly, a point that's made yesterday is there's a lot of tourism in Africa that isn't really um, contributing to the locals, more so like taking or, you know, somewhat predatory. But this is going to be something where you come to these towns and you come to these restaurants, you're going to be supporting uh, people that um, of, of the of the, you know, the locals in Kenya, which is going to be dope. So uh, I'm super excited. Uh, click the link at the top, and if you're a solo traveler, this is perfect for you because um, it's going to be a safe, organized trip. You're going to be able to be around like-minded people, and um, you're going to be able to really get a curated experience instead of just going off of what Google says or kind of going random. Um, you're going to be able to see some amazing things. So uh, I'm excited about it, and um, yeah, hope to see you there. I'll pass the mic to uh, Lavender. Excellent. Thank you. Lavender, jump on it, please. Hello. Hi. Hi, Simon. Hi, Jared. Um, and hi, everyone. Uh, this is Lavender. I'm speaking from Kenya. So about the trip, the 10-day trip to Kenya, I'm excited for you to learn about uh, the Kenyan culture. I actually wanted to share the story of Kit Mikai. Excuse the noise in my background. Hey, Lavender. I'm on the road. Yeah. Hey, Lavender. Can we actually uh, come back to you? Because I know you are. I know who you are with. And uh, I just feel that what you're about to talk about, Kit Mikai, we need to give you space. So maybe the best thing for us to do is to uh, save that best for last. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we yes, will... We, mentioning that it's coming it's in the cooking uh it's one of the things i'll talk about today as we dive deeper into today's proverb thank you simon thank you so much lavender lavender has been working really really hard on this uh one vibe experience trip she's in kenya now she was in seattle uh in august for madaraka festival and uh, I just really, really commend you. And I can't wait for you to speak more about this. Now, uh, I just want to quickly uh, bring you guys up to speed in regards to which proverb is uh, centering our conversation today. And today we are in Zimbabwe. We are taking a virtual journey to Zimbabwe. And the proverb says that it's the soil that knows that the mouse's baby is ill. Now, when you look at this proverb, there are three nuggets of wisdom that are related to it that we picked uh, and we wanted to share with you i'll be very brief on each of these nuggets so that we can really jump into uh, listening to our special guest today and uh, if you don't know we are live streaming on youtube right now and i want you to you know join us over there i've uh, set the link at the top of the clubhouse room so that you can subscribe to the channel uh, you can give this video a thumbs up and you can just engage with us there make sure you comment down below with your perspectives on today's proverb as well. Now, the first nugget of wisdom says that those closest to us are likely to know our troubles even before we tell them, and they can often provide vital support and assistance during difficult times. That's the first nugget. The second nugget is that no matter how small or insignificant something may seem, 
there's always the potential for it to have an impact on someone else. And then the final one says that always strive for a sense of connection with those around you. I'll leave it there. There's so much uh, details around today's proverb and the three nuggets. And I want you to read our blog. You know, we write a blog after every episode. And I would love for you to go to my Instagram. There's a link there that will take you to my link tree. And you'll see it's easy to get to our blog that will give you more information about today's uh you know episode now um you know i'm really excited to host uh kiden you know kiden is uh an incredible south sudanese i think all south sudanese and by extension all africans and black people are just incredible people uh but you know uh kiden is a truly hardworking, uh you know leader a poet entrepreneur and she spent early, her early life in Lebanon. I had no idea that you were born in Lebanon, Kiden. This was a beautiful surprise. And Kiden is a musician. Uh, you know, she started by singing in church and choirs. Uh, and then she also has a podcast that she hosts with some other incredible, uh, you know, um, uh, South Sudanese that she's going to touch or maybe give them a shout out later on. But she's also currently working on an entire album and they're working on some incredible campaigns through her podcast. She's going to share all of this with you all today. So uh, if you are somewhere where you can clap, if you're on the stage, you can double tap your mic just to welcome Kiden to share with us her own interpretation of this proverb. And then from there, Kiden, I would love you to just jump straight into when you look back around when you're eight to 16, uh, I always share my own story, which I think you know. You know, from when I was eight, I was given a bike to distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood. And this story sticks with me today. It's what wakes me up every morning and makes me feel like if I did it then, why can't I do it now? You know, so I want you to take it away. Take it away from here. Yes. Thank you so much, Simon. Am I coming across OK? You can hear me all right. Yeah, I hear you so well. Keep going. Okay. Good. Yes. Good morning, everyone on YouTube, everyone on Clubhouse. Thank you for joining this wonderful space. I'm so honored um, to just be invited to speak here. I think this is an amazing platform and I'm excited to just share a little bit about me on here. Um, so with the proverb, it is the soil that knows that the mouse's baby is ill. For me, a couple things come up. The first is Mother Nature and how mother nature is so um it, it it guides all of us it protects us it provides for us and the reason why i think about mother nature is because of the soil it's like that word soil just sticks out to me more than anything in in the proverb more than the mouse more than the baby more than it being ill even though those are important parts of the proverb um I really, it just really takes me back to Mother Nature, our intuition and how our intuition is like our inner compass. It's our, it's our GPS system. And um, what I want to tie that to is if we really lean into our intuition more, I believe that's how we can solve a lot of the world's problems. Um, of course, we need scientists, we need research, we need to debate, we need reasoning. But I really think that our intuition is what guides us and helps us um, solve problems. So that's what I want to say about the proverb, and that's what it reminds me about. Um, jumping right into into my story. So I have two stories, Simon. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't pick just one. <laughs> I 
couldn't I couldn't think about one and that's No, share the two. We are we are ready. <laughs> we are salivating for these stories. <laughs> okay. And that's I think that's the beauty about uh looking back at stories sometimes they're so good and 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 I read something the other day that said like people remember stories more than they remember information and I believe that to be so true um so the first one about my childhood I think about how I am the only girl in my family I have a bunch of brothers and it's been a beautiful thing but a lot of the times people are like oh you must have been treated like a princess and I'm like no that's not the case and so being the only girl in a family and uh growing up with a hard working mother and everything my mother was always um working hard at at uh trying to provide the best for us and so she had many skills and one of them was cooking she could cook amazing meals uh to the point where when we would bring our friends home I said, oh, I want to eat your mom's food. Like sometimes I think my friends would just come home with me just because they wanted to taste my mom's food, um, which was okay. So she was really loving and could cook really well. But one of the things my mother wasn't uh, too good at was doing my hair. And so from a young age, I started experimenting with um, my dolls and stuff. Of course, when I would have cousins and relatives come over, they would do my hair and I would be so excited because I, I knew it would be a while before my hair would be done again. <laughs> and so eventually I learned how to do um, my own hair through braiding my dolls. And so one day I was home and I had the extra hair there and I just started messing around with stuff. And I, I ended up doing what I think was a great job at just 12 years old. So my mom came home and you know i stood in front of her and and she's like oh what's that she kind of looked at me like with surprise and i'm like i did my hair and i remember just the look of satisfaction and just pride like she was so happy and uh just almost proud of me like you did that like you know but if you know african mothers sometimes they don't always express what's in what's in their thoughts but they they do a good job of making you feel um what it is that they're trying to convey so i immediately felt the sense of pride i felt the support i felt like I, I just was so happy that i made her proud and i was happy that now i knew how to do my own hair and so from that point on my mother always supported me doing my hair she would buy me the things that i needed and what started as just an experiment on myself turned into now I'm doing this for other people. So I started doing it for my friends and I started doing it for my friends' family and my friends' friends. And so that makes me think about how important it is for parents to nurture their, their children's um, skill or anything that they see that their children is good at. It's important to support that. And my mother supported that. And I believe that's why I'm just an awesome creative today is because most of the things that I pick up and I want to do, I feel the people around me really support me and give me that, give me that push or help me with different tools. And so that's what I remember about my childhood. I always think about, you know what, if I could do my hair at 12 years old, I could do anything I set my mind to. <laughs> I, love that. So, I love that so much. Uh, so Kiden, Kiden means, uh, tell us about the meaning of your name, because I think that uh, it's so uh, similar to Kidendi you know, which is uh, my mother tongue. And uh, I'll tell you what it means, but talk about the meaning of your name just quickly and then we'll continue. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Simon. My name means the only girl born after boys. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And Kidendi, you know, uh, Kidendi is kind of used in my mother tongue uh, to to praise children, you know, to spoil them, you know. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 so I think there's, 
there's definitely the Luo and Sudanese South Sudanese roots in in naming, you know. Uh, I worked in South Sudan for a number of years, for about three years. And uh, one of the things that fascinated me was just listening to uh, people there, especially the Dinka and, of course, the, the Nuer, when they speak. Or when I speak on the phone, you see people getting more curious and people paying more attention. And uh, I just love uh, this little... Uh, indicators, all these little things, for example, the proverbs that really bring all of us uh, African people globally together, you know. Um, but I know that you do a lot of incredible work, you know, and I want us to go straight into uh, just learning more about, you know, um, learning more about your, your music side of things because you are, you, you are one of the backup singers for uh, some of the headlining artists at Madaraka Festival this August, uh, where there were over 7,000 people, and CNN covered the story about this festival. So I want you to start there and then talk about your podcast as well, but in, in, in just a moment, because I want to just quickly, quickly bring on Jared here to just help us let everybody know uh, what we are doing from February 1st to 10th, how they can be involved with it, and also how they can help us uh, create engagement with the current conversation. Uh, Jared, take it away, please. Yep, and uh, I was trying to change the link, but um, wasn't able to. But um, yeah, February 1st through the 10th, uh, we'll be in Kenya. And um, basically, it's going to be an amazing experience. Um, hold on, hold on, uh, Simon. Let me update the link real fast. No problem, no problem. Take your time. Take your time. If you're just joining us, this is the African Father in America podcast. Uh, this is episode 309. We have almost 200,000 downloads. So you should definitely uh, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast, where we are a five-star rated podcast. And it's really because of you all listening. Uh, last night I was at a dinner with a relative and... Uh, I, I don't know if it's just now in me to promote this podcast. The first thing I asked was, are you on Apple Podcast? <laughs> and the moment they say yes, I say, okay, subscribe. <laughs> so uh, don't feel bad if I tell you to subscribe again, even if I already did. It's it's becoming part of this uh, work. Anyway, Jared, uh, do you feel ready now? Yep, yep, yep. So um, if you're in the room, uh, definitely check out the link at the top. Um, it's going to be an amazing experience. Uh, it's a very curated, um, like we're going to get deep into the African culture. So I've been to Kenya twice. I uh, absolutely loved it. The people were amazing. Um, the food's amazing. The beaches are amazing. The music's amazing. But I felt like I really was only scratching the surface uh, because you can only get so much from Googling and, um, you know, going on different tours and going to the touristy spots. So I'm excited about this uh, 10-day magical adventure. Uh, some of the highlights, you know, we're going to be able to go to the Young Generation huh? Center, make music, participate in classes, spend time with students, artists, activists, farmers, and tech enthusiasts. We're going to eat dinner with Kenyan families, work on the farms, you know, participate in local soccer games, uh, work side-by-side -side by locals, with locals, uh, visit the famous Kit Makai rock formations, uh, go on the safari with the famous Masai Mara National Park and a bunch of other stuff. So check out the link at the top. It's very self-explanatory. If you're a solo traveler, 
is a great uh, opportunity to, uh, you know, join with like-minded people, be in a safe environment, and also be very organized. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is, uh, you know, planned. And uh, I'm excited, man. So February 1st to the 10th, come check it out and uh, share the link with your friends and family. Uh, before you, you know, leave this earth, you've got to experience Africa and in particular Kenya. So, uh, yeah, uh, check out the link at the top. Back to you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to everyone who is on Clubhouse, especially on the stage, all of you are going to have a chance to speak in just a moment. Uh, I just want to continue on with my conversation here with Kiden. Kiden, forgive me. I want to come to Lavender. Uh, Lavender, are you still on the road or uh, do you want to jump in and just talk about Kit Mikai? Because that's a really, really special place that is going to be a part of this trip. And Jared just talked about it. And uh, if you are available, I would love for you to just add a little... Uh, for maybe a minute, and then uh, we go back to the conversation with our special guest, Kiden Samuel. Hi, Simon. I, I'll be ready to jump into the Kit Mikai story in about 10 minutes. That sounds good. That sounds great. Go ahead, Lavender. You, you have something else to add? Yeah, I lost you. I lost you, but we'll come back to you in, in 10 minutes. Now, uh, Kiden Samuel uh, is an incredible artist, uh, you know, podcaster. And, uh, you know, I saw you on stage. I saw you in the behind the scenes rehearsing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I feel like since then, uh, on, and thanks to Sensors, who is also on the stage, Sensors uh, is also family. <laughs> and uh, I feel that, you know, um, just connecting with you has been an incredible privilege and i just want you to talk about madaraka briefly and uh you know talk about what this meant to your music career and uh then talk about your upcoming project uh then jump into uh, your podcast thank you simon and hi census i'm glad you got to join um in this morning listening from clubhouse so Madaraka Festival was such an amazing experience. I mean, um, we can start from the venue was 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 beautiful. Um, the culture, the diversity there was amazing. Just to um, come across so many different uh, cultural backgrounds, um, ages, um, it was it was so beautiful. And I think as Africans, we usually we like to talk about um, oneness and unity and um sharing beautiful things about our culture and i really believe madaraka festival was an embodiment of that um it's not often that we get to uh gather in the same space and celebrate each other and that's what i think was so nice about that um i got to meet some incredible creatives there which was so nice as well and then learn about uh, different musicians' music. Um, I believe you had some really awesome uh, bands performing and some uh, artists that were local to Seattle performing, and that was that was really great. So for me, um, in my music career, I've always kind of been behind the scenes and um, you know working with different artists, uh, curating events, and doing stuff. And so performing on the Madaraka stage was a first for me, and I was so excited to do that because what it what what it was it kind of 
jolted me to um, put more energy into my music. And it's all it's been my first love. Um, I think a lot of people can connect to how music heals and uh, it gives us an outlet to just express ourselves or connect with different stories and emotions that otherwise we wouldn't be um, able to. So for me, music's always happening in the background. I'm either always creating or I'm always researching or I'm always trying to put together a playlist. Um, but in the last two years, podcasting has really been uh, a force that's been um, calling me and uh, drawing me in. And so I really feel a calling to do a lot of work through the podcast. And so I feel like my music will always be in the background, but my the podcast is uh, center right now because I feel like there's a lot of important work that I can do through the podcast, uh, which is called Junibia Girl Talks. Um, it's a lifestyle podcast that's centered around mental health, entrepreneurship, and social issues. Um, as I was mentioning the other day, like, we all know South Sudan is the newest country in the world. And when we got independence in 2011, there was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of hope. Um, there was a lot of anticipation for a lot of great things to happen. And with all that high energy, a lot of disappointment also came. And so what we see is like the youth of today are um, working really hard at bringing change into the country and bringing positive change. And so my biggest hope is to just be a part of that and um, see how I can impact people's lives on the ground with just a little bit of creativity that I have. And um, one thing I want to share real quick, Simon, is when I was in Lebanon, we were going to school there. And I remember finding out that we were going to uh, travel to the United States. And I remember my parents telling me, like, don't tell anybody. Like, we're going to go to America, but don't tell anyone. And of course, me being the social butterfly, I'm like, I cannot tell people I'm going to America. <laughs> so one of the first, my first memories of defying my parents and not listening to them was actually going to school and telling someone who I thought, who I would believe was my best friend. She was my classmate. And I felt I couldn't bear the thought of just leaving Lebanon and not letting her know that I was never going to come back. And so I told her, I said, hey, like, you know, you're not going to see me again. I'm, I'm going to America. My family's moving to America. And it made me feel so good just to tell her so that she never had to wonder whatever happened to my friend. And so coming from the classroom in Lebanon to the classroom here in the United States, I remember um, in primary school, we were doing a class play and um, the students had to choose um, characters that they, that they wanted to be, whether it was uh, George Washington or Benjamin Franklin. And I was a very, very important person. I was Harriet Tubman. Uh, I can't remember if I chose to be that person or the teacher made me that person, but nonetheless, I was Harriet Tubman. And my role was to go in front of the class and um, recite three things that she said in history. And that's one of the memories that I can't forget is uh, playing the role of Harriet Tubman as uh, someone who freed her people in class. And that made me feel so good even at a young age and that's one of the memories I have even now as a creative, as an artist, as a podcaster, is remembering when I played the role of Harriet Tubman in school because similar to her, we all know how Harriet Tubman like freed her people. And I think I just have this calling to help uh, free my people. And what I mean by that is to help free them from the 
emotional traumas and pains that they've endured um, just from going through war and just turmoil in the country. So that's really what my work is about, is to help um, bring people closer to healing through music and podcasting. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, when I think about the story of South Sudan, uh, I can't, uh, you know, stop thinking about Dr. the late Dr. John Garang, you know, Dema Bior. <laughs> I want you to talk about him, talk about uh, what your work, uh, you know, uh, reminds you about him. And, uh, you know, a lot of the time, uh, you know, some of the people that do a lot of incredible work, uh, you know, like Ari Tabman that you just spoke about, uh, Dr. John uh, Garang, Demabior, uh, and even Patrice Lumumba, you know, Thomas Sankara, people that were upright people, people that actually tried to do their best for their people, they actually never get to be celebrated in their lifetime, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. Speak to that for a second. Yeah, thank you, Simon. I think that's an excellent point you raised. Um, I actually had the opportunity to meet Dr. John Gering as a, as a youth, and I was really excited about that. Um, I said, wow, I'm a youth and I'm, I'm meeting this uh, very prominent figure in our community. So that's also another memory that I cherish. And so his work goes unforgotten in our country. In fact, um, for people who are not familiar, he has a daughter and she actually just created a film called uh, No Simple Way Home that tells the story um, I believe from her mother's perspective and how it was um, to deal with uh, just things happening around that time. So if, if you're in Kenya, actually, I believe they're doing a premiere, No Simple Way Home, December 5th, if I can't, if I remember correctly. Um, but it, it tells the story um, from the mother's perspective and intertwines his legacy as well. Um, I think that Dr. Jongarang really serves as a great example uh, especially for our youth in just leadership and um, wanting to bring change for your country. And this was before referendum or um, this was before any, any we, were, we were still connected to the North. And so he was doing a lot of the work and it speaks to how it's important to do the work um, on the ground. And sometimes you don't get to see the results of the hard work that you put in. And so, but sometimes we're doing it for the next generation. And so people that are in front of us can benefit. So that's what his work uh, reminds me of, as, along with other people as well. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. As you're speaking, I, it just occurred to me that today's proverb is actually relevant to his story uh, mm -hmm. and also the story of Mama Rebecca, uh, you know, Mama Rebecca, uh, you know, who was the first lady and now is the current vice president of South Sudan. Uh, because this, the proverb says it is the soil that knows that the mouse's baby is ill, but it is also Mama Rebecca that knew what uh, you know Dr. John Garang was able to do, and that's why she has actually helped keep South Sudan together uh, since his uh, since his passing. You know, uh, if you look at South Sudan, if Mama Rebecca just stayed in Kenya or came to the U.S. Since that time, I think South Sudan would have been maybe three countries now because uh, some of these guys, they don't care about the country or the people. They just care about the oil, the money from the oil and, and themselves, you know, lining their pockets. So uh, I really, really want you all to research this documentary that Kiden just spoke about. I want you to research, uh, you know, Mama Rebecca Demabior, who is uh, really one of the top five uh, 
uh, you know female leaders in Africa right now uh, very very strong strong uh, you know leader there but um I want you Kiran to just take a moment think about how we can support your work how can we support your podcast uh, especially because that's what you're focusing on uh, but right now I want to I want to open the floor. I want to start with Lavender to talk about Kit Mikai and then I want to hear from all our guests. Uh you know we'll we'll do popcorn style where anybody who is on the stage can contribute to the conversation. Uh you'll share where you are, uh what this proverb means to you and also uh if you want to make a comment in regards to my conversation with Kid and you can just do it briefly. Um so right now we'll come to you Lavender. Uh, so that you can share with us Kit Mikai as part of the one vibe experience thank you so much kid thank you hi simon thank you kiden for sharing your story with us um i met your other friend now you're a sister and you appreciated this me so i'll jump directly to the story of Kit Mikai Kit Mikai uh is one of the spots you visit when you come to Kenya when you look at the itinerary Jared I don't know if you can pull up the link to the trip to the 10 day trip if you can pin it um as I speak to the audience and my friends here can refer to what I'm talking about in the itinerary So Kitmikai is one of the places we'll visit when we are in Kitumo. Kitmikai means the rock of Mikai. That's a Luo word. That two words, Kit is a rock. Mikai means fast white. Those words are in Luo. Luo is widely spoken in the Lake Victoria region in Western Kenya. So there are two tales I'm going to share about Kitmikai. The first tale is about an elderly man who used to like sitting under this huge rock. Wow. It was his uh, peaceful place. He'd have his meals there. So anytime he had guests or his wife was looking for him, he'd be under those rocks. So one day they have a guest and when the guest asks the wife where the elderly man was he says he's in his past wife's house because the wife grew very jealous of the rock and used to refer to the rock as his past wife that's where the kitmikai name came from so past wife And then um the second tale uh Luo's have are known for polygamy uh in the olden days or traditionally Luo's are polygamous and this rock formation where we will be visiting it has three huge rocks that don't make sense physically when you apply physics it won't make sense how they're dangling onto each other so there are three huge rocks that 
have made a formation and they are in a very unique structure. So since uh, your people are polygamous, uh, the, old, the elders in our ancient days named the three stones the three wives. So the first wife would be called Mikai, as I mentioned earlier. And then the second wife is Nyachira. And the third wife is Reru. So the houses or the homesteads of these wives would be named. And then the three rock formations were uh, used as a family structure or homestead organization. That was the second tale of the rock formation, Kitmikai. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's uh, it's a class, Lavender, that you should teach, you know. <laughs> it's a class you should teach. I think that uh, really it's amazing how our ancestors used uh, nature to educate uh, the future generations, you know. And I think that's one of the experiences you, you could have if you join us for the trip in Kenya in February, February 1st to 10th. Uh, follow up with Lavender or Stella or Steven. Uh, the three of them are actually in Kenya right now. They're part of the One Vibe team. And uh, I'm really, really, uh, you know, proud of all of you for the amazing work you do. Now the floor is open. I would love to hear from Latanja. I see that Latanja is ready. So go ahead and also double tap your mic if you want to speak right after Latanja. Thank you so much. Grand Rising, um, Simon. I'm sorry, Lavender, did you want to add something? Yes. Um, Simon cut me short. I was about to finish the most interesting bit of Kit Mikai, actually. <laughs> and then I'll uh, let you go ahead. Okay. Hey, Lavender, that one they should hear when they are in Kenya, right? <laughs> I'm joking. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My pet of this last piece. So the most interesting thing about Kitmikai is a sacred place. This is where traditionally um, the elderly men and women would go and make sacrifices during uh, farming and or uh, hunger catastrophes. And then when they were praying for rain, rain would come. If they were praying for a good harvest, they'd have a good harvest. So we have uh, rituals performed at this spot. We'd have prayers taking place at this point. So the rest, I'll let you find out when you come to uh, Kenya. Excellent. Thank you, Lavender. That, that, that was really, really incredible. I appreciate it. I learned a lot about Kitmikai uh, from you today as well. Um, now, Latanja. Thank you, Simon and Lavender, Grand Rising and Rising Grand. I am uh, here in Marietta, Georgia, and thank you so much, Caden. Uh, I think it's very important, as you pointed out, that parents should nurture your children's skill. And I also believe that music heals. Uh, the proverb says that it is the soil that knows the mouse's baby is ill. And this proverb reminds us about Mother Earth, Mother Nature and the woman that birthed us. We are formed from the soil with the breath of life. From the soil is the internal compass that speaks the words of healing, 
and hears the cries of its young while seeing the growth of its well-being. It is the soil that knows the mouse's baby is ill, tells the tale about grounding, grace, and growth. Thank you, Simon. Wow, incredible, incredible. Thank you again. I deeply appreciate your contribution today. Uh, I want to keep the floor open. Censors, censors, uh, take it away, please. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you very much, Simon. And Kiden, welcome. Um, so, Simon, the pronunciation of the name is Kiden. Kiden. Ah, um, thank you. <laughs> yes, and and you will find you might find sometimes find that in our whole family we could have five, six Kidens because Kidens because they are all born after boys. <laughs> so so where we hail from, we we are cousins. Our mothers are cousins. Where we hail from, we were divided by the Berlin Conference into three parts: into Uganda, Congo as well as South Sudan. But our roots and our culture traverses all of that. And very big part of it is 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 grounded on paramount chieftaincy. Um, and that also means that within that richness we have a whole village that is really all our relatives, if I could say so. <laughs> It's a village that literally everyone there is related to us. Um, <clears throat> and it has very rich soil. And that rich soil is really one of the most nutrient soils. And this is from my mother's side, Simon, which is in Ye. One of the most nutrient soils across that whole region within, within East Africa, within South Sudan, where anything and everything grows and wildlife exists. Um, and part of it is almost like you're in a forest. But then it also means that family-wise, we are also very rooted to the soil. My mother uh, spends a lot of time planting. When we go to the village, everything we get is from the soil. Our food, whether it's rice, you name it, maize, you know, all the crops we need, we plant them. If we need to change, we go and butter them in the market. But it also means you are getting the nutrient supplies. And what you find out is that when you are busy in the field and you are busy digging, you usually will take, for instance, the sweet potato, break it apart and taste it. And you're able to know if this is a good harvest or not. Because of the richness of the soil or if there are problems with the soil, you will know that. And even the way the goats and the cows, we also have cows, you can see from their mouth if you're going to also have a good harvest or not. Because you're able to see the impact of the drought. If there is drought, you're able to see that by what they're eating and what they're not eating. They also inform you that, oh, this is what is good for you this time. That is not good. And they will not touch touch any of those things that are not good. So I think this is just such a beautiful explanation of this proverb. But I also want to go back to Kiden. Kiden, Kiden is really um, an amazing young woman and she is a creative, a true creative. Since she was born in Lebanon, we never really grew up together and we are now growing up together in the U.S. and it has been a beautiful journey supporting her and seeing her flourish. But her creative juices are also so strong that she could sit and 
create a whole social media entity on her own develop the different parts of it do the production the editing and it comes so easily to her that i just want you to know kita and we we are proud proud of you and i i see so many things coming to you in this future i see you conquering and i see a lot of projects coming and in fact just to add on to part of her fame is that she is one of the podcasts that have been selected by um, an organization that helps resettle people and they are working with south sudanese and i think they also do some adoption and her podcast was the main podcast the only south sudanese podcast that made it there was voice of america crisis group and some other people but hers was the only south sudanese on that list that that, that is just the amount of genius she has and she has the patience to learn and to grow so thank you, Simon, for embracing her in, 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 in such a warm manner. That's a census. I'm complete. Of course, of course, census. Yeah, uh, it's exactly the way we should treat each other. It's the way you have always treated me, you know, uh, like family, even though we've never met in person. So you knew we could not meet soon, so you sent Kid. <laughs> and she has done a really good job. Uh, representing you and I think your entire family like your dad you know uh, I remember in 2021 we did Africa Day as a 24-hour marathon in the midst of the pandemic and uh, census dad who is uh, if not 90 years is older than 90 years but for like four to five maybe even six hours he was with us from program to program and he was not just listening, he was contributing and he was passionate. I was like, who is this guy, you know? So I can tell that you are all coming from greatness and really it's beautiful to be a part of that. Kiden, do you want to say something to all these flowers that you just received? Oh, before before Kiden speaks, I just wanted to say something quickly, Simon. You know, in the village, right? If someone couldn't come, they will always send someone to represent. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay then, take it away. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, thank you so much, um, Senses. Those are beautiful flowers. I received them with open arms. Simon, I appreciate you. Latanja, thank you as well for your commentary. Um, I really I really want to um, go back to what Senses was saying when she was tying, uh, discussing like growing food and the soil in our region. And I thought that was really beautiful that um, she brought that up. And it just goes to how Mother Nature is the, she's the all-seeing, the all-knowing. Um, Mother Nature is there for us um, as my partner put it last night, I was sharing the problem for him and he said, you know, uh, Mother Nature is the mouse's mom's mom, you know? I said, wow, that's so true. So thank you for that addition, Census. Mm. Um, Hold on. Kiden. Oh, Kiden. Kiden, right? That's how Census once it's, uh, <laughs> says that it should be Kiden or Kiden. 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 So, uh, okay. Yeah, so the emphasis is actually on the E, Kiden. Um, but a lot of people say Kiden, sometimes they'll put the accent on the E or the D or, or different. And I, and funny enough, I actually enjoy the different ways people say it because they're saying the same thing. And, yeah. uh, I want to say that in Amharic, actually, it means promise. So um, now I ha have three meanings of what my name is, you know, in yeah. your language, 
and I'm heartache as well. Yeah. Yeah, one of my best, uh, like one of my favorite, all-time favorite DJs is called Kiden, Kidenda, you know, Anthony Kidenda. His DJ name is Kissinger, DJ Kissinger from Kenya. Uh, he's also played at Madaraka Festival when we did it in Kenya. Anyway, um, it's a beautiful name. But I want to create a space before you, I know you wanted to jump into uh, maybe sharing how we can stay connected to you and how we can support your work. Just hold on for a second. We have amazing amazing brothers and sisters on this stage uh from jermaine to brother rushi and i see cubs and brother art you know i want to give you all space just double tap your mic and uh contribute to this conversation uh before we come back to kid and who is going to help us wrap up uh you know and before we wrap up we'll come back to you jared and uh just hear a little more about uh one experience okay the floor is open Excellent. It looks like everyone is enjoying the conversation and uh, they would just love to continue on listening for now. But I do want to recognize Brainy Beats, uh, who is one of the best. Greetings. Hey, greetings to you, Jermaine. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. Yes, um, I guess it, ones want to listen, you know, I was in a listening mode because I want to hear the interesting um, feedback from the proverb. Um, this is a very intriguing proverb, you know. Um, do you mind repeating it, please, Simon? Yes, my brother. The proverb says that it is the soil that knows that the mouse's baby is ill. This one is from Zimbabwe. Right, and I've been hearing a few things that we're closest. Um, the ones that we're closest to, you know, will know and see our needs. Uh, you know, that's another, you know. You know powerful you know insight into this proverb i also heard someone talk about um the earth you know mother nature is a mother you know to all and everyone and can feel and knows you know what we all need and have the remedy you know and the earth is where you know everything spring from i was thinking about you know, even creatures that live in the trees and live um, in the sky predominantly, at some point in time, they must, they must touch the earth, you know, for food, you know, for water, you know, but, you know, snakes that lives in trees, you know, must come down, you know, so no entity, no human, animal, beings of any kind, you know, can say they haven't touched, you know, ground. You know, that is an essential part of being here on this plane. It's almost like, well, it's ultimate principle. And as, you know, even the Bible recorded, we came from the dust and we shall go back to the dust. So the earth is a part of us, you know, in so many ways. You know, and that is how, you know, this proverb is really flowing, you know, because that is what I really want to hear. I'm very interested in hearing the feedback on this proverb, you know, and as I said, I put it on my status and retweet it because I want, you know, people to know about, you know, the African Fall in America podcast. Um, Simon, you know, you're an inspiration ever since I came on Clubhouse. You know, you're a pioneer. 
you know, at one point we could hardly get, you know, a voice in, in this room, you know, hundreds of listeners, you know, so I just want people to continue to listen, continue to support the podcast and Simon and, and his cause, you know, and, you know, happy first month blessings to everyone, you know, including Simon. I think this, you know, you mentioned is his birthday a month. I think he mentioned that last week or some time ago. So I just, you know, want to just encourage um, the podcast creator and presenter to just continue spreading, you know, you know, just a powerful message. Recently, there was a tweet that I saw that there is over 2.9 million podcasts. You know, I guess, you know, it is increasingly growing. Um, people have a lot to say. People voice need to be heard. So, you know, whatever it is, someone personal story, you know, you know, an issue of concern, you know, whatever it is, you know, be the earth in that situation, go there, you know, and let everybody voice be heard, you know, present a case, you know, stand for a cause. So, and that's basically what you're doing. So, you know, I just want to continue to support, you know, Kate, Kate Ann, or, you know, and her team. So that's it for me, Simon. Incredible. Blessings to you, brother. And thank you for joining us all the way from Jamaica. Your voice really, really adds a lot of, uh, you know, authenticity and, uh, and grounds this work that we're doing. Uh, I really, I was smiling uh, very, very big. I, I think I focus too much and I don't smile enough. And uh, a lot of the things you said were beautiful. And I, I found myself smiling and really feeling like I'm doing this for bigger purpose, you know, and and I'm in the right place. But let's hear from uh, Kahab, Sur, Rushi, or Brother Art, uh, before we come back to you, kid, and just be ready to reflect on everything everyone is saying uh, as you close us out. And also, Jared, just be ready to share with everyone. Uh, tomorrow is our last uh, show until January 2nd. And so, uh, Jared is going to share with you, you know, how how you can also get uh, cheaper flights uh, if you want to come with us to Kenya. You know, we are curating the entire trip for you, but you have to get your own flight. There are th- certain things that uh, tomorrow, Lavender will also inform you about, uh, you know, some of the steps you have to take before you arrive in kenya so uh, the floor is open for now but tomorrow is going to be critical if you want to learn uh, you know the apps where you can get affordable flights if you want to learn some of the things you have to do uh, that are critical before you travel uh, internationally lavender and jared have a really great plan for you tomorrow anyway the floor is open for now popcorn style rushi uh, and uh, uh, carbs uh, and brother art I'll just say something. Uh, thank you for this um, uh, space, uh, Kelo. It's always uh, just, what is it? The words of wisdom, the connection uh, to our home, to our culture, and to who we are. That's what I feel when I come in here. So thank you for that so much and for your consistency. Um, also, Kiden, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. I also just appreciate the work you're doing. Um, to you know, really around healing and congratulations uh, on your podcast and uh, keep going. 
um, and uh, also for everybody else here that's been uh, a contribution. It was my morning running around doing things with the, with the children. So it's always nice to hear in the background and also to have my kids um, hear this because this is also who they are and connecting through this app and, and to like-minded people. So that's just also been just a, a wonderful gift. And uh, I'm also quite excited about the trip <laughs> to Kenya. I've personally been to Kidmikai in 2011. So that was excellent. My husband's actually from Seme. So that was my first time in the Kisumu area. So it's bound to be an amazing, excellent treat. And I love that it's really, um, you know, uh, the authentic experience, not necessarily the tourist experience that this trip is offering. So congratulations, One Vibe, on uh, preparing that. Thank you. Hey, Cubs. Uh, I'm just grateful and uh, I'm also proud of you. You are an incredible entrepreneur and uh, really a pioneer when it comes to uh, you know, doing some of the things you've done that I want us to talk about uh, when I interview you, hopefully in January. I would love to have you as a guest and uh, you know, to hear you say everything you said is really, really, uh, you know, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, Brother Rushi, I want to make sure I create space for you. You know, you're also family and, uh, you know, the floor is now yours. Thank you so much. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation today. It's been very, very insightful. Uh, I, I think the proverb was very much... Um, as far as the proverb, I think I think your guest speaker really summed it up. I have really enjoyed the conversation for as of today. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thank you, my brother, for all your continued support and your presence today. I see that Richmo came back. Uh, Richmo, if you're available, just double tap your mic. He's on. He's on a call. So uh, again, Richmo is another brother that uh, has helped build this space you know, brick by brick. Thank you for making the time. Uh, and also I see Roger, who is always joining us from Singapore. Your presence is appreciated. And Jeff and Tioma joining us from Jamaica and Ned. All of you are deeply, deeply appreciated. I see Pluto and Carol as well. Thank you for being here. Now, as we go towards the end of our conversation, before I come to you, uh, kid and to just reflect on everything you had and to share with us how we can support you and stay connected, I want to come to you, Jared, just briefly in closing. Uh, what are your closing remarks? Uh, and also, Stephen, we didn't hear from you at all today. And Stella, just uh, you know, a few closing remarks related to today's conversation and the proverb, and then Lavender, and then Kiden will take it away and end our session today. So Jared, and then Stephen, and then Stella, and then Lavender. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so first and foremost, if you're not going to Kenya, what are you doing? Click the link at the top. Um, really excited about this trip, man. Um, so if you want to get your ticket, to, like flight, uh, one site that I recommend, uh, this might be obvious to everybody, but maybe not to some, google.com forward slash flights. It'll show you the cheapest flights, you know, by the day. And uh, it's something that I always utilize to uh, find flights. And actually, I looked at February 1st, and uh, it's actually one of the cheaper um, cheaper days right now. But um, that's why I think you should move with urgency and book this trip now so that you can lock in your flight now before prices go up. 
and um, you can go ahead and experience this uh, dope, dope trip. Um, the link at the top really breaks down the itinerary. Um, it's very like carefully curated. Um, it's planned out. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is all covered within the package. And um, it's going to be a really, really exciting time. Um, so definitely make sure you check out this trip. Um, it, like I've been saying, you know, multiple times, and I don't be redundant, but um, like having locals show you Africa is exponentially better than doing like you know, uh, random tour guides or trying to f figure it out via Google. Um, the way that you can really tap into the heart of Africa is tapping into the people of Africa that are born, raised, and passionate. And doing this type of tour, you'll actually be giving back to the kids. You'll be giving back to the community. You'll be giving back to local businesses, which I think is really important when you travel back to Africa is that you're not profiting, you know, outsiders, you're profiting those that are, you know, born, raised, and are the heart and soul of Africa. So uh, I'm super excited about this trip. Make sure that you click the link at the top. Share it with anybody that's been wanting to go to Africa, but they've been worried because they don't want to go by themselves. This is the amazing opportunity for them to be in a very safe, carefully curated experience. Uh, and also, don't sleep on the beaches of Africa. Um, extremely, extremely beautiful. And um, yeah, look forward to, you know, getting into like how to prepare for the trip tomorrow with Lavender. And uh, that's it. So uh, back to you, Simon. I'll let everybody kind of talk about the proverb. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for your love and support. Uh, let's hear briefly from Stephen as we wrap up. Uh, Stephen, just your final thoughts uh, as we close. We will move on to Stella. Stella, how are you? Just your final thoughts as we uh, as we close. Thank you, Simon. Hello, everyone. Um, this is Stella from Kenya, and I've also enjoyed the conversation, just like everybody else has said. And I can't I can't wait to see you guys on this trip. Thank you. Excellent. Steven seemed to be ready. Go ahead, Steven. Oh, thank you, Simon. Greetings, everyone. Uh, I'm Steven, joining from Kisumu, Kenya. I've really enjoyed today's conversation and uh, would very much like to encourage those who have not signed up for this trip to sign up. Uh, there's a lot in store for you, not only those that are in the itinerary, but you will come across a lot on ground that is interesting. Uh, today's proverb was a nice one. When I saw this proverb, it reminded me of a book that I'm studying. It's called Teaming Up with Microbes. It's a, it's a permaculture book. And uh, what kept on lingering on my mind is how you can work with the microorganisms uh, coexisting in the soil to make your produce more uh, uh, bumpy and you have a good harvest and uh, quality and healthy produce from your farm. So uh, it's just appreciating what uh, the mother nature has in store for us. Uh, thank you again for having me, Simon. That was my moment. 
Excellent. Thank you so much, Stephen. Uh, Lavender, uh, uh, your your final remarks, please. Thank you so much. Hi, Simon. Uh, before I share my final remarks, I'm made aware that Brother Art would like to say something. Excellent. No problem. Brother Art, the floor is yours. Peace and love, family. It's Brother Art coming out of the North Carolina Territory. You know, honors again to you for all y'all do, uh, keeping this platform growing and moving forward. Um, and as far as beautiful conversation, I was kind of in and out and I missed some, but uh, what, what the sister was speaking on is a lot of beautiful inspiration. And um, the proverb uh, had me scratching my head. And uh, and it kind of came to me where what came to, what was I was able to take is you know um, regardless of how big or how small or insignificant uh, we feel we all uh, have a it's a a relationship with the earth and like the brother said you know uh, we come from the earth and eventually to the earth you go and uh, the same way, you know, a doctor can tell what's going on with you by your, uh, you know, what you put out your waist or what have you. The same way that, uh, you know, the soil can tell uh, where we put, where the waste that we come from our body, the earth can tell what we need. And it's been, I've seen somewhere they said that, you know, that, if your body needs potassium or certain things, certain uh, plants and flowers are growing in your yard due to the fact that nature is in tune with, with us. And um, and I parked my plane right there. Uh, this brother, peace and love, family. Keep up the great work. Thank you, my brother. Uh, peace and love to you. Hey, Lavender, uh, your turn to share your closing remarks. Thank you so much. Thank you, Simon. Uh, right before my closing remarks again, Jermaine, please check your messages. I sent you a message. I'm looking forward to your response. And then I'd like to let our friends here know that I wouldn't want you to miss this trip. I'd like to meet most of you in person. Slots are filling up quick and we are running out of space. Tomorrow I'll be sharing more details about the next steps after you make your booking. If you have any questions uh, or you want to reach out to me, please send me a message right here on Clubhouse or you can send me an email to lavender at onevibeafrica.org. Thank you again, Simon. Excellent, Lavina. Thank you. I deeply appreciate your your amazing work. And now, uh, Kiden, I'll let you take it away. Thank you so much, Simon. Um, I just want to go back to what uh, Brother Earth said about um, Mother Nature just really knowing what we need. And then I, I totally agree with that. And Jermaine saying that, um, you know, at some point, every creature has to come back and touch the ground. I thought that was really profound. Um, it just shows that just the pull of Mother Nature is so strong. And then Latanja just um, 
adding on that you know music heals and that you know it's important for parents to nurture their their uh, children's skill and um, that's one of the messages I definitely wanted to share today. Lavender, I really enjoyed your uh, story about. I hope I say it right, Kit Makai. Um, I thought that was really awesome. It makes me want to go and research more about it. It's it's just really inspiring. And then um, Simon, I really think that this space is so important, and it and it ties into the proverb as well. Like you know, proverbs as we know, it's an African uh, um, African thing. It's in our culture. And it makes me think about how Mother Nature, too, as Africans, like they used to use Mother Nature to help guide them, as Census was talking about, uh, when it's time to to plant your food. And, you know, I know some uh, tribes, like just by putting their ear on the ground, they could tell which animal was coming without even seeing, you know. So just that oneness with nature, again, speaks to our African, our Africanness and our African culture as well i want to give you your flowers before we end this as well i think you do an incredible job at everything that everything your hands touch i think is amazing and i love how you make space for other people i think that's important in leadership and in just being someone that inspires other people so it's just really inspiring to see you make space for other people just even on this podcast i feel like we're a village at the center of the town and everyone is just chiming in and adding their thoughts. And it just, again, reminds me of how we are as African people. And so lastly, I just want to touch on how um, everyone listening can support the podcast. So December is a Seasonal Affective Disorder Awareness Month. And basically what that is, it's a, it's a sort of a depression that people experience um, during the fall and the winter. And usually it's because there is a shorter light happening so we have shorter daylight and we have more darkness and sometimes that affects people's brains so they end up feeling sadness low energy um they don't like doing activities that they normally would enjoy and so the, the podcast what we because we focus on mental health um we're going to launch a campaign just talking about that and you know just educating people about seasonal affective disorder it's actually called sad uh, that's the shorter um, abbreviation for it so we're going to be raising awareness around that and what people can do to um, battle it. And then in January, we're going to be talking about um, cervical cancer. Uh, January is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month, so we're going to do some work around that. And what I really aspire to do is not just turn the mic on and start talking uh, through the podcast. I really envision me and my um, my wonderful co-host and business partner, Grace, who's based in London. Grace, shout out if you got to tune in this morning. Um, Grace and I are really aligned in utilizing the podcast as a vehicle for change. Um, if it was just about talking, we could just do that every day. Um, so we're really intentional about uh, finding ways to use the podcast to drive change and bring healing in our communities, connect with other creatives. And so that's what it's all about for us, just adding more to the work that's already being done by a bunch of amazing people. So that's where I'll park my plane. Thank you again for the opportunity, Simon, Lavender, and crew. You guys are amazing, and I look forward to... Um, continuing to be a part of this space and engage with you guys yeah that's incredible uh the other day i was driving with my daughters and they had brother art saying i'll pack my plane and so they were like he has a plane <laughs> <laughs> so today they'll be like everyone on your show has a plane daddy you know where's your plane <laughs> so <laughs> so i just want to say thank you thank you again uh kid kiden for all the amazing work you do and thank you to our beautiful brothers and sisters who have been listening supporting the show uh, whether you're on YouTube watching right now, 
uh, or listening on Clubhouse or listening later on uh, through Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just know that you are deeply, deeply appreciated. Join us tomorrow, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. East African Time for another incredible session of the African Father in America podcast. Uh, take great care of yourselves. Peace and love. African Father in America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo, live from Seattle, Washington, USA.